is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Just a bit of a state here. I just spilt my tea on the way in. A bit of it on the carpet there. It's a bit awkward. I did have a pig in here once and it urinated and defecated on the floor, so I suppose it's not that bad. I got away with that, so the tea should be fine. Anyway. It's just messed up my beginning. It's 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 fiddled with my mojo, and not in a good way. Let's pour a little bit of energy on this omelette. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, this is a news pudding with opiniony spices and some comedy custard. It's the Vinnie White Show. I'm Vinnie White. It all makes sense, really. Uh, it's on for about an hour. Patrick's the producer. He presses buttons. We deliver a bit of news, a bit of opinion. Let's try and keep it light because the world's a bit miserable at the minute and it's Sunday night. Don't need to get too melancholic. Well, first of all, I should say it was hard to get here. Why do they close all that whole gardener at the same time? What's that about? Can't you do it in sections? Gardener Expressway, that's a joke to kick off with. And then they close the whole thing for the whole weekend. By the way, if you're listening to this thing, what the hell is he talking about? The Gardener Expressway is uh, a beautiful... Uh, addition to the lakeshore of any city, it's a large concrete abomination uh, that was not built to withstand the use of salt in winter. Because here in Canada, we never use salt, doesn't even get nippy. It's like Bermuda. So as a result, the salt created uh, corrosion of the steel within the concrete pillars, which, pillars uh, which expanded the steel and caused pieces of concrete to just fall off. It's just crumbling. Do you know why? Apart from shoddy workmanship, it was started to be built in... Have a little guess. When do you think they started building the Gardner Expressway? 1955. That not that the same year that Back to the Future went back to? I think it is. That's so I know from that film that Mr Sandman was in the charts. Um... The final section was completed in 1966. It was supposed to come down in the 70s. For anyone that's uh, stuck uh, by, uh, under a rock and hasn't got access to a clock, uh, it's now 2016. So this has gone swimmingly. It's uh, a hideous monstrosity. I understand that it's needed, but it just looks awful. Other cities have thought, let's bury it. We had a uh, $2 million conversation about it and came up with the fantastic idea of just carrying on a bit. Just tape it up a bit. Just pop a little pop a little bit of string around that bit. That'd be all right. Don't walk under it. Anyway, this uh, monstrosity is closed uh, for maintenance. And I do appreciate that uh, the people doing it. It's very easy to complain about this sort of thing. But frankly, would you want to walk up and down an empty expressway in the freezing cold on your weekend? No. So I, I appreciate that you know, you've got to move garbage. But can you close just one bit at a time? The whole thing for the whole weekend? Do you think they'd do that in Japan? Do you think so? No. They'd have an underground bullet train where that is. Anywho, um, so I only just got here. I, I was on a motorcycle and I came from the Danforth and it took an hour and 20 minutes. Great. And it's weird on a motorbike because you can see in everyone's car, you're just that little bit higher and they don't know they can see you. Everyone's on their phone. Everyone. It's easy to find people that aren't. Anyway, rant over. 
Uh, coming up in the show, Amanda Capito, she's our resident news junkie, and she quite often comes on this show and talks to us about all things. She's been away in England, and I haven't spoken to her since she's been gone, and sounds like a good idea for a song. And um, she's back, and she's too lazy to come in. Sorry, she's too tired to come in. But uh, I'll phone her later, and we'll find out what she thinks of England. I'm really excited, because I don't know what she thinks. I saw she tweeted Stonehenge. And got it wrong. She said, look, nearly 4,000 years old. 5,000. 5,000. We actually do history. And um, I know she was in London for a while. So if, uh, if I know her and if I remember what London's like, she probably doesn't remember anything because she spent the last week drunk. So there you are. Uh, we'll speak to her about her shenanigans. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what's going on in the news. But as I said, we'll try and keep it light. We might touch Trump. He's touched everyone else. Um, but we won't get too in-depth because it's a bit boring, isn't it? And you can get in touch with the show on 71010. Just text in any time you like and uh, get involved. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions later. First one is this. What would you do in this situation? Okay. Tuesday. Weirdest day Tuesday. I was in Loblaws, the world's most expensive supermarket for middle-class people. And um, it's nice, but it ain't cheap. And if there's one thing that's particularly expensive, it's dairy products. I assume that uh, it's imported from Azerbaijan, every piece of cheese, singularly, on one camel over land and a raft made of gold because it's it's like, it's preposterously expensive. So I, I always do the same thing. I go up and I'm like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try some Gouda. I'm going to go Brie. No, I'm not. I'm going to get a block of Cracker Barrel because that's what I always do because everything else is a million dollars. So that's that's the state of things when you... Uh, when you shop for cheese in North America, right? Or you can always get that stuff in a jar, which isn't cheese. It's not cheese. It's, I think it's the same stuff that Donald Trump uses to colour himself. What's it called? I forgot what it's called. Cheese magic? Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. That's it. Yeah. That's a brand name, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think they just call it American cheese. Yeah, they could call it American but the cheese, I feel like there's surely some court case that must happen there. That's not cheese. Technically, they actually just call it a cheese product. Oh, do they? Yeah. Because it's like chemically similar or something like that. It's, it's like not when cheese. you pick up um, orange juice and it tastes disgusting and have sugar and then it says orange juice drink. Yeah, orange drink. Yeah. yeah. Great drink. Yeah. It's not drink. It's not or juice. juice. Yeah, it's not juice. Um, right. Where was I? Your text so far, please ask Amanda about the Brexit climate. I can tell you that. <laughs> Trust me, I'm British. Uh, people are pissed off. <laughs> there you go. I saved one question. Um, there you go. Right, so I was in I was in Loblaws. Let me get back to this story. And uh, there was someone that looks... I think it's okay to say this, although it probably sounds a little bit judgy. Like a vagrant, a vagabond. Uh, someone that of is obviously of no fixed abode, or someone that had uh, not a great deal of consideration about their appearance. By the way, I am not exactly Brad Pitt, so I'm just I'm saying by contrast. Even they look dodgy, and I was like, you know, even I I don't brush up too well. Um, but they were floating around the cheese aisle, looking very suspicious, and I I noticed there was no security around. And when I say looking suspicious, before you all texting, going, "Oh, you're so judgmental." They did have a block of cheese and they appeared to be throwing it down their pants. 
So <laughs> I, don't, I don't say this in a caustic way. I say it with reasonable research done. Uh, it was like half protruding from from the panty area. And uh, I think it was it was a female, I, I would say probably 26. And uh, block of cheese halfway down. I thought, is that going the whole way down? Because that's a weird way. Like, even if you're not stealing that, it's already inappropriate. You know what I mean? Yes, it's wrapped, but that's that's your lady bits. So um, anyway, she started putting it down even further, and then it's in, right? And then I saw she got like um, she had a a tracksuit top, whatever you call it, tied around her waist, and she moved it round so that you couldn't see any bumps. And it was at that point I'm fairly confident there was other things in there as well. Wasn't one to check. Um. But the cheese, 100%, no doubt in my mind. So what would you do in this situation? 7, 10, 10, text your answer in. I, I, didn't, I haven't had training for this. I didn't know what to do. So I thought, right, I probably should tell security, right? And I don't know what they're going to do, but that's, then it's out of my hands. Or at least a member of staff, right? Because I don't want to put myself in danger. But then, is it dangerous? It's a woman... And I know the only weapon she's got that I can see is a block of cheese. So I looked for a security guard. And then there was another part of me thought, so what? Like, all right, so it might put up your next lot of shopping by one cent. But really, just get on with your life. But it annoyed me because I couldn't, I think the cheese, <laughs> I think what really sent me over the edge is, I love that cheese <laughs> that she got. <laughs> it's the, you know, the, the blue brie. It's veiny blue goodness inside a brie. It's like the best of every cheese world. It's not, it's like a, a more flavoursome brie slash cannonball. Bloody gorgeous. Good taste. And uh, I nearly said that. If you're going to nick one, well done. Anyway, so 7, 10, 10, what would you do? Uh, so far, nothing, says 5, 2, 1. Add extra stink to that aged cheese, said 5, 6, 9. Um, so on and so on. I'll tell you what I did, right? Couldn't find a security guard. Walked back and I just leant over next to her ear and I said, if you don't put that cheese back in the next one minute, I'm going to tell security. All right. And you saw her face like horrified because she knew I'd rumbled her. And she walked off with the cheese in her pants. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to really tell anyone. I'm just going to get on with my life. But I was going the same way. So it looked like I was following her. Now I look like I'm probably a plainclothes store detective or a plainclothes copper. So it looked like I'm following her. And I sort of am, but I'm out of it. I've done my bit. Anyway, cheese missile. She turns around. She says, stop following me, which is quite embarrassing because it does look like I'm following her. Now I'm the criminal, apparently, or at least a stalker, launches the cheese at me, hits me on the leg. Cheese weapon. That happened. Why is my life so weird? Did you did you go shopping this week, Pat? Did anyone throw cheese at you? Yes, I went shopping and no one threw cheese at me, but you you got involved. It's a what happened to you is the exact reason why I would have done nothing is because somehow it turns out you're the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. 
all it takes, especially with a woman, like, I mean, if it was, oh, like, hang if there on. was what's that, Donald? If there was violence going on, obviously you get involved. But right. if it's a girl just stealing something, all she has to do is shout at you and she could shout gibberish and people are going to look at you like, what's this psychopath know, guy doing to this You're, woman? It's, it's a good point. And yeah, I never think about these things. Like she could have said, he's trying to attack me. And then, oh my God, now I'm in the back of a police van. What if she just raised her voice and said, don't touch me? Yeah. That's it. Everyone is looking at it like, okay, well, he just tried to sexually assault her. Yeah. At which point I'd probably mix my words up because I'd be in such a panic and I'd say something like, I was only trying to get that lump of cheese from around your area. It, That's not going to help. Exactly. Yeah. This, this is, you know, you're asking for trouble. I mean, I it's not, I don't mean you're asking for trouble, but anytime you get involved in these kinds of situations, that's bound to have something go wrong exactly like this. Why don't we for once, I haven't done this for a long time, take a call of the good people of Toronto. What would you do in the great cheese heist? of 2016. Edward in Toronto, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to tell you, um, I would have left her alone, not for the reasons your colleague says, but if you see someone that looks like they're poor or they're a vagrant, I wouldn't do anything. However, if they look rich and, and they look opulent, yeah, I would have said something. And one quick thing, don't put us in that pot of North American. That means we're like the Americans. And one other comment for you is you're doing an excellent, excellent uh, job, and I just don't know why they don't replace Ryan Doyle with you. You're way better. <laughs> thank you. Way for better. You, thank you for your three comments. I like him. Actually, I can't really. I can't say I don't like him after that lovely compliment at the end. Thank you. Um, yeah, there, there you go. Cheese heist. What would you do? Seven ten ten. Uh, did anyone from the store approach you afterwards? Remember, guys, there's security cameras. Said someone. Good point. Uh, you should have said to her, are you going to pay for that, says someone else. 71010, your cheese response. See, I like that guy, but is it fair to treat a rich person any different than a poor one? An opulent-looking one, anyone more than a shambolic one? Mm, now I'm playing God. Hm? Yeah, I don't like that. The irony is, and this is the sad truth, and a good hint for any shoplifters out there, the more better-looking and well-dressed you are, the less chance you've got of anyone looking. I wonder if that woman was wearing a pantsuit, a.k.a. Hillary Clinton's only outfits, if I'd have um, said anything. I wonder if I'd have noticed. I probably wouldn't have been looking. I mean, why was I looking? I must have had a suspicion. I was right to have one. Her look drew your attention. Yeah. You can't not. Yeah. Uh, cheese theft so far. Vinny, best sandwich ever. Two slices of white Wonder Bread. Cheese Whiz. A slice of processed ham. Grilled with a whack of butter. It'll kill you, but it's tasty, said uh, someone. Now, that has to be an American. Come Grill, on. Grilled cheese with ham. It's pretty simple. It's like standard over here. Is it? That sounds bloody repulsive. Anything with cheese, Wiz, sounds repulsive. It tastes good when it's melted. Don't be so... What do you mean when it's melted? It comes out of a pissing jar. It's already melted. No, it's like peanut butter uh, when it's in the jar. The consistency-wise. I... Have you got diabetes yet? Because that's what will happen, young man. Uh, someone else said, and I knew this would happen. Look at that top text. Came in on 71010. You should have paid for the cheese. Absolutely not. That is not how it works. In that case, why, why don't, don't anyone that doesn't have money go and steal something safe in the knowledge that someone will take pity on them and pay for it? That is not how this system is going to work. Exactly. No way. That is bad advice. 
And by the way, have you seen the price of cheese? I may have been able to get half a block of black diamond at best. Um, I should move on to another topic. I've really been banging this one out. Uh, next week, I will tell you something else that happened. I shall do it really quickly. That uh, next day, I'll, do, I'll just I could drag this story out, but I'll do it really quickly. Next day, went to a convenience store to buy a box of uh, to buy a bar of chocolate because my girlfriend had a craving. No, it's not like that. Just a craving. And um, there was a fella in a panic in there. Someone had just stolen his phone, right? With the aid of my phone and the app Find My iPhone, we found it. It was down the street. Someone had dumped it in a garbage can. Oh, there you are. I'm a, basically a absolutely crap superhero. Back in a minute. Tuned in to the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News, News Talk, Talk 1010. 10. You can download the show at vinnywhite.co.uk. We're spelling V-I-N-N-E-Y, white as in the colour, .co.uk. And you can also subscribe on iTunes. And if you quite like this show, could you do me a favour? I've never asked you to do this, but I only learnt recently that apparently you get you do very well in iTunes if people give you positive reviews. So if you do subscribe to the podcast, if you wouldn't mind just writing, it's great, or something, uh, as long as it's reasonably positive. You can lie, obviously. I encourage you to. Uh, everyone else is. So, um, yeah, fill your boots, go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, give us a thumbs up, and I will love you dearly forever. I spoke indirectly and directly with President Putin, who could not have been nicer. A man with doll's hands, thin Cheeto-rubbed skin, the manners of a farting camel, more full of excrement than a sewage plant. But uh, he's still going. And then there's Clinton. In a way, this entire campaign, I, I suppose it's best described, it's like watching a massive truck full of pressurised hydrogen and a small truck full of slightly less pressurised hydrogen hurtling towards a truck full of kittens. Lovely little fluffy kittens. Which one will hit? I don't know. Uh, Captain Locker Room or uh, Captain Pantsuit. I don't know. It's very tiring. I'll give you a little bit. I was going to do three minutes of this, but I'm a bit tired of it all. So here's just a snippet of Trump being caught out with his own lies. She's been proven to be a liar on so many different ways. This is just another lie. Well, I'm just quoting you uh, when there's no quote. You're not going to find a quote from me. I don't know Putin. Do you have a relationship with Vladimir Putin? I do have a relationship. I was in Moscow a couple of months ago. I owned the Miss Universe pageant. And they treated me so great. Putin even sent me a present. Beautiful present with a beautiful note. I spoke to all of his people. I never met yeah. Putin. This is not my best friend. I was in Moscow recently. And I spoke indirectly and directly with President Putin, who could not have been nicer. And I got to know him very well because we were both on 60 Minutes. This is a person who has been very cavalier, even casual, about the use of nuclear weapons. He's Wrong. advocated more countries getting them, Japan, Korea, even Saudi Arabia. North Korea has nukes. Japan has a problem with that. I mean, they have a big problem with it. Maybe they would, in fact, be better off if they defend themselves from North Korea. Maybe with we nukes. would be better off, including with nukes. Yes, including with nukes. And South Korea with nukes. South Korea is right next door. He was for the invasion of Iraq. Wrong. And you can actually hear the audio of him saying that. Are you for invading Iraq? Yeah, I guess 
so yeah it, it, it does go on there's uh minutes and minutes of of listening to contradictory things that he said in the past but uh it's sort of whilst it's mildly amusing also uh fills me full of dread fear and angst and uh it's not a feeling i'm uh getting used to unfortunately so i think i'll move swiftly on oh good luck america my god you're gonna need it um snail attack news snail attack snails attacked a broadband processing box in the street in shropshire uk Yes, those boxes that sit on the side of the sidewalk sometimes looking metal and not doing anything, but occasionally humming. Some of them process broadband, but there's a problem. The escargot slid into the cabinet on Wednesday and was subsequently flambéed after being electrocuted by a battery. According to an incident report, uh, the Shropshire Fire and Rescue Service, a call was received on Wednesday reporting a fire in the metal box on the street. It turns out snails had found their way into the cabinet and electrocuted themselves on the battery. Yes, suicide snails. Al Snail Eater. Is that right? Is that right? I'll check my car on the way out. Uh, but- Snailsis. It's all right now. The it's... snail caliphate. Oh, my God. Most snail. Whoa. Hang on. What do you mean most snail? Mosul. That's just a place. Yeah. <laughs> We're that guy's We're doing all terrorists or snails now. What? what snailia for Syria. Are you happy with yeah, that? Exactly. <laughs> uh, are we missing one? What can you do with Daesh? I think you could probably do a thousand of them. Uh, da- da- Daesh is impossible. Text your snail ISIS puns to 71010. Uh, probably the last text you write. Uh, Virgin Media, who own the box and uh, provide broadband to the area, said uh, we apologise for this sticky situation and are grateful to those who have come out of their shells uh, to alert us to the problem. It goes on. Honestly, this is what they said. Uh, we take all situations affecting our cabinet seriously and quickly resolve this so that our customers can enjoy ultra-fast broadband at anything but a snail's pace. <laughs> Trump was funnier. Trump was funnier. Back in a minute on... Uh, where are we? Oh, the best radio station in the world in depth for Radio News Talk 1010. <laughs> This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Evening all, nice to be here. My name is Vinnie White. I'm from a country called England. And although I've been living here for a while, I'm always interested as to how people get on when they go there. I'm joined now by our world famous, all right, Toronto famous, all right, this radio station famous, Amanda Capito. Amanda, hello. Thank you. Wow, that was a bit of an underwhelming, like, descaling of an introduction, but mm, I'll take it. I bigged you up a bit too much, and then I had to <laughs> save myself. Uh, nice to have you back. Um, let's get straight into it. First of all, how, why aren't you here? Because hmm? <laughs> I'm jet-lagged. I literally just landed from coming from your homeland. Oh, I see. So, how was it? How long were you there, and why did you go? Okay, I was there for nine days, and I went just... I had never been before. And so I, you know, I pretty much, I met you and was like, I have to go. Mm. <laughs> I always have a lot Most of people meet there. me and they have to leave. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So um, what were your thoughts? First time? What? So what, yes. what, eye opener? It was great. It was, 
it was very much what I expected for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. it was much bigger than I expected, where I thought it was going to be very similar to Toronto. But, um, you know, in Toronto, I find that if you ask someone, like, what's the best pad thai place or top five pad thai places, you know, yeah. you're probably going to get the same answers amongst most people who live in the city. Yeah. Whereas in London, it really depends on what area you're in, like whether you're north, south, east, or west, because yeah. you'll it's a completely different world and people don't know that they, there's no one that knows the city in its fullest. I think there's always, there's so much to discover. And I think nine days there, like it was hard for me to even do the whole city justice. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. more than double the population. Food was amazing. We have to have more pies. I think we've got to bring pies to Toronto. Yeah. There's not enough pies here. There's an Aussie there's pie enough. place around the corner from this studio. That's yeah. all right. But what pies? Yeah. We need them thing. in the bars. Mm. Another interesting observation is that all these Firkin pubs that are mimicking their, the underground, like it's mim- mimicking the tube stations there, mm. which I always fully knew. But then I guess going there and realizing, you know, their tube is the tube. It's just like the subway. Imagine going to a country where there's like a giant chain of TTC themed <laughs> bars. Like I just, it's actually, it's actually embarrassing. It's not embarrassing to see these rest. These pubs that we made. <laughs> There's one that's really confusing. There's a Firkin with an underground logo here in Toronto, and it's yeah. downstairs. So I, I'm, I was drunk once, and I walked down there. I was fairly convinced that I was about to get on a tube train, and then I realised <laughs> I was in the wrong country. I thought, well, I'm here now. I'll have a couple of pints. I was telling people in London this. I'm like, you know, we have bars here that like has the logo, but then it says like Firkin in the middle instead of the subway station, and they're like laughing. They think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the people, and don't yes. don't hold back, Amanda. Come on now. Huh. What what did you think of the people? Okay, you know what? I actually originally I used the word rude. I did use the word rude, and I now after being there though uh, for the full nine days, I take it back. Mm. I think the word to describe the people is indifferent. They just don't really like. They're just doing their own thing, and they don't really care. Where here, it's like I'm gonna if I see someone. And I like their scarf, like, I'll tell them. Or they'll tell me, like, a random stranger that I'm having an interaction with, even at the at the grocery store or something. Right. Whereas there, I don't know, people were not interested. Or if I, if you hear someone with an accent, you might even ask, where are you from? How long have you been here? Where there, it's like they just didn't care. They did, they're, And it wasn't that they're rude. They're just like they have other things to do. Mm. So. Well, we should be clear, be clear about this. Where, where are you talking about? London. Yeah, proper. Yeah. London proper. Yeah. I know the outskirts are different. I did visit Milton Keynes, which is outskirts. Oh and, Only Amanda you know. would go all the way to the United <laughs> Kingdom and visit Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes is a bit like saying, I went to Canada and I went to Leamington. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why did I you go a, there? It's a crap hole. I, I had some work to do there, actually. Work? No, yeah. what are you doing? Well, with World Vision. Oh, I see. Yeah, you? so the head office is there in London, in, uh, in Milton Keynes, the UK office. Mm. But it was a lovely suburb. I, I didn't It's not. Milton Keynes is horrible. It's got concrete cows, Amanda. Did you look I that did, up? I did look it up. It's from a Canadian artist. Yeah, it is, yeah. Milton so Keynes is one of the only towns in, in the whole of the United Kingdom that's essentially a new town. It wasn't really there, yeah, whereas everything else is evolved. Yeah, it was a huge mall there. It was actually a very impressive mall. Oh, my God. This is the worst. That's, oh, my God. You might as well have gone to Edmonton, for God's sake. I'm, I am 
standing up for the Milton Keynes people, okay? Mm. They were friendly. They were nice. It was a lovely time. I had a lovely time. There. I do agree with your point, though. Once you're outside London, particularly heading north, not so much south, people become a lot friendlier. To the point where if you were in Yorkshire and you said to someone, I like your scarf, they'd say, that's great. I love yours. Let's make love. Let's make a baby <laughs> and uh, have a cup of tea together. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a totally different world up there. So yeah. London's just, it's busy. You're right. Everyone's doing something already. And... I don't have time for chit-chat, for goodness sake. And also, and I think this is my crucial point, having lived here in Canada for 10 years, is that um, what can appear rude, and it's quite interesting because you did say rude and then you changed your mind. What can appear rude, I don't consider it rude in London. I just think that a lot of people in London are, as you put it, indifferent. And to sort of elaborate on that, it's not a matter of rudeness. It's more a matter of... I can't really see why I would need to be insincere. Like, they're truer. Right, so right. They're, it, just, they're straight up. They're yeah. very straight up. So they're like, if, if they say they like your scarf, they bloody like your scarf, but they <laughs> absolutely, almost definitely won't say it. And the chances of them liking your scarf is quite slim because they I don't like so. stuff yeah. as much, you know? We're, not, <laughs> exactly. we're pretty up our own bum. So we don't really like <laughs> stuff. Well, if you've heard this show, you'll realise I'm quite misanthropic. And a lot of people there are quite down, aren't they? They are. That's what I was going to say. And maybe it's the weather or, like, I know it's it's a very high cost of living and I don't know if the wages necessarily are um, as as fairly matched They're as not. it is in Toronto. Certainly not in London, no way. Yeah, yeah the cost so of living is think... so much higher and the wages are higher, but not that much higher. So generally right. speaking, it's one of the most expensive cities to live in, and which is why it's a city full of billionaires, okay. because if you're a billionaire, it's great. Yeah. It's the capital of the universe. for the average person, so no wonder they're not... Chip, chip, chipper and, and happy to give compliments. Yeah. Just struggling to get by. I get it. I get it. Sexy people, any of them? Or uh, did it live up to the stereotype of everyone had bad teeth? Um, I wasn't, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like people were lovely. There was a lot of, I didn't, I, I, I could go either way. Physically attractive or not, I'm putting you on the spot. British I'm people in they general. Were fine, they were average. <laughs> fine and average. That's all we've ever shot for. <laughs> uh, t- a whole country of complacency. That's us. You've nailed it. <laughs> uh, what was your favourite time and your worst time? Oh, that's hard. Um, I went to go see Stonehenge, mm. and I loved it. And a lot of people will say it's. It's um, it's lackluster. It's just some stones. You don't get very close. Yeah, those people but, are idiots. Yeah, I think you got very close. I got, I got fair. Like I'm not, t- I didn't touch the rocks. I didn't lick the rocks, but I was very close. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's totally awe-inspiring. I think Stonehenge is. I've been quite a few fantastic. places in the world. It's one of the most amazing sites. One of the most yeah. amazing things for me is I was a proper tourist, even though I'm British. I was living there, and I, I looked like a tourist because I put the headphone thing on and walked yeah. around it. Me too, yeah. There's a bit of it that sort of grabbed me. I actually got a shudder down the back of my spine when it said one of the reasons that this is here, or probably the reason, is because it's an, an ancient burial ground. This one was very obviously a massive sacrificial ground for very important people uh, 5,000 years ago, the Druids. And uh, you'll see that that's why it's raised. And if you look around on all the hilltops, you'll see other sacrificial burial grounds, borans they're called, which are sort of like these raised areas, these, what look like just big mounds of dirt that have been covered with grass. And every single one of them is a burial ground. And it totally changed your whole view of southern England because they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know that the, those were, the people buried there were apparently, they were buried after the stones were already there, like 
several, like, significant amount of years after that. Mm. I forget the exact timeline. But, yes, the stones are there for more than 4,000 years, and they're, they still don't know for sure why the stones are That's why it's kind of a big mystery, which is, like, hun- they say they, it's estimated that hundreds of people worked on this. It is really in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, it takes about two and a half hours outside of London to get there, outside of the city proper. And these are, like, Seven meters tall. These and you know they're huge. all dragged from Wales as well. That's why they're dra- Yes, and they're seven meters tall, but they're also two meters deep. So these people have to, like, dig deep holes to get them in. Uh. And, and yes, they were brought all... There's different stones in there, and they're all brought from different places. Some from Wales, and then there's blue stones in the middle that were sp- apparently have healing powers, and they were brought from a different area. So it's, like, it's just, like, such an orchestrated creation and we know why why was it why what was the meaning behind it all it's very all very interesting i loved it yeah imagine being that welshman it's not far is it i'm gonna drag this stone how far am i dragging it (laughs) it's just down the road is it all right let's i think you may have spent some time in india sorry the accent's not great (laughs) that accent it's an accent on an accent i really you've lost me Well, well actually since you have spent time in the united kingdom not a great deal of it how is your london accent now is it any better because it was horrific I could, I, I, I've been saying mate just like uh, without really thinking of it. And like, I love that you guys say, like, did you guys get on? Did you get on? Like, as uh, did you get along? But then I was, oh. I was confused if there were sexual implications included in get on. No. And I was like, I just always said no. No. One thing <laughs> the Canadians need to learn is that um, there's two things that actually dogging is not taking your dog for a walk. It involves something else. Look it up. Enjoy yourself. And uh, probably the most important one and the biggest uh, bone of contention is when we go away, we don't go cottaging. George Michael does, but we don't. Do you know what cottaging is? No. Uh, You didn't learn that one? No. Okay. Cottaging is is hanging around a public washroom in order to uh, get sex, usually with a member of the same sex. Oh, I have no idea. It's called that because... um, there's a lot of the public washrooms in parks in the UK look a little bit like cottages, apparently. Oh. And so that's called cottaging. So every time, still, 10 years I've lived in this country, every time someone said, I'm going cottaging this weekend, I piss myself laughing. <laughs> it never gets old. So welcome oh. in. You can have that. I can have it. And also lads. I didn't know this, and I don't know, maybe this is common knowledge, but lads is actually a bit of an insult if you call someone a lad. Like, you're such a lad. I, I, Someone was helping me, actually, and I was like, you're such a lad. And he was like, no, I'm being nice to you, though. And I was like, yeah, like a lad, like a gentleman. And he's like, no, lad is insulting. It is like... That's not insulting, but it is the opposite of gentleman. Lad is sort of like <laughs> Jack the Lad, as in someone that is perhaps a little bit uh, ungentlemanly, you know? Yeah, like r- rough around the edges. Yeah, exactly. And- yeah, exactly. So I, I just got that one all wrong. But then just like, to confuse you, lads collectively, when you're talking to a group of lads, is perfectly acceptable. So I didn't oh. write the rules. You <laughs> you murdered this language. We gave you a perfectly good one. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't keep up. Okay, you also said, what's the worst thing that I did? Hmm. Um, I love the London Eye, which hmm. was the big Ferris wheel by the water. But an aspect of it that I really didn't like is that it is over-the-top sponsored by Coca-Cola. And I don't know if you know this, but it actually plays the jingle when you walk on <sighs> to, the, to the little, to your seating area. <sighs> and then there's Coca-Cola everywhere. Well, that's a shame. It used to, well, last time I went up there, it was um, the British Airways one. 
And when you walked in, it'd say, welcome, I hope you enjoy your flight. And it was a bit condescending, but it was better mm. than Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, are basically, you need to go on vacation in North Korea if you don't want that now. I guess. I just thought, you know, the, the you know, the... The purity of me, it was just like, I just felt like it was a bit, a bit much, yeah. a bit much. But I, I mean, I still loved it. I still really enjoyed it and I'd recommend it to people. And I also came away with just like wanting Toronto to have more statues. There's so many cool statues in London that, you know, really bring people together and commemorate the people that are the people or characters that are based in London. And we just have none of that. We like they have a show. Yeah, but I don't wish statue, to sound Paddington Bear statue. I don't wish to sound a, a bigot, but you do need the, the history that goes behind the reason that the statue is there to have sure, statues. Sure, but we you? have history that we're just not even acknowledging. I mean, we don't have as much. Yeah. We have a couple. We could put up a statue of somebody, for goodness' sake. <laughs> Anyone? Just one person. Yeah. Put Drake up there. Oh, People for goodness' sake! I knew you'd say that. <laughs> Yeah. Beside that, that would be a tourist attraction. It would actually. It probably be a, a, become some sort of rap mecca. Sure. Yeah. Like, let's make it a thing. And I, I, I don't know what we're waiting for. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to move on because I've got to <laughs> do other things. But I'm very glad you're back. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, next time, go a little further than Milton Keynes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. But I'm, I'm very <laughs> glad to have you. And uh, I'm, so, all in all, we're an all right bunch, are we? Yeah, I loved it. I had a great time. All right, very cool. Actually, I'm going away this week to Kelowna, of all places. So uh, next week, I'll tell you what I think of that, and we'll continue our travels and our chats. I love it. All right, darling, take care. And uh, one more thing. How's your leg? Because I know you did something to it. Yes, I tore my MCL, so ligaments on the inside of my knee. And then only me. When I was in England, I put an ice pack on it for too long, and now I have frostbite on my knee. So (laughs) (laughs) that's where we're at. (laughs) Thank you, Amanda. See you later. (laughs) Bye. Only Amanda Capito, a Canadian, would leave the Great White North and go to Britain and get frostbite. But I love her dearly. We'll be back in a minute. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. So you've probably heard of the expression, misery loves company. And if that holds true, a new dating app could be very successful. The app is called Date Miserable People. It's been launched in Phoenix this, Phoenix this week. It's the brainchild of a guy called Sean Price. He says uh, he's created the site so people could engage in online dating while keeping it real and honest with uh, without feeling intimidated. Yes, indeed, it's called Dates Miserable People, and it is live. So if you're miserable, then you should get it too. Meet Kelly. She's super happy, loves life, and can't get enough of it. Okay, not really. She's miserable, goes to bed around 8, and sings angry 90s rock songs with her cat. Now meet Dylan. He's outgoing, loves adventure, and is super athletic. Yeah, his last adventure was grilling frozen hot dogs on his patio, listening to his 78-year-old neighbor tell it like it is. What do they both have in common? They're both miserable. But they found each other on DateMiserablePeople.com. Now they're not so miserable, although Kelly still sings with her cat. Begin your journey on a miserable today for free at DateMiserablePeople.com. So there you are, if you're feeling particularly miserable and you're just generally miserable and misanthropic, then the app for you is datemiserablepeople.com. Download it today and enjoy uh, your first ever date, where presumably you just list things you hate. I don't know how it would go, really. Oh, hi, my name's Vinny. Nice to meet you. Kelly, is it? Lovely. I hate taxi drivers that don't signal. Um, I hate olives as well. I hate people that say everything happens for a reason. Uh, I hate Fox News' interview style. Um, I hate the price of vegetables at Loblaws. I hate Piers Morgan. I hate most of the people who voted Brexit, but not all of them. 
and I hate the speed of streetcars. You, Kelly? Where are you going? But there is something, misery, misery loves company. I think it actually might be a good idea. Would you do that, Pat? No, it'd just be too depressing. I My inner monologue is, you know, it's rough enough as it is. I don't need to add someone else's onto it. If there were two websites and I forced you at gunpoint to pick from them, the first one is date miserable people and the other one is date ridiculously happy people, which site would you use? The ridiculously happy one, but I would have very short dates that would are not long-term relationships you little small snippets of that <laughs> bursts of happiness maybe that, that that's what you should do just do both for then fit the mood you know perfect if you would let me do both and not get killed then that's what i would do exactly and then like you could start the night with a miserable bastard and finish it with someone optimistic Bonus. exactly right, you're welcome um, thanks for listening this week. If you need to buy a canvas, Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat, why don't you go to mrphotocanvas.com? Definitely no, not affiliated with me in any way, but mrphotocanvas.com could well print up your sexy images and put them on canvas for a discount price. Bonus! And, um, just wedge that in. Um, try not to lose your mind over the ongoing Trump and, um, Clinton debacle. Hang tight. I'll see you next week. Ta-da. Bye.